Monday, August 3rd, 25 years ago today, I threw a party at some crappy little place on Brush Hollow Road in Westbury, uh, near my house, actually, where I grew up, called Ferraris. The reason I know that is because before attending said party, I was at the 1995 Source Awards in Manhattan at the uh, Paramount Theater or whatever it was called then, the one right next to the Garden. And my two friends and I, Eric and Tony, we, uh, we actually left the Source Awards a little bit early because I had this party to go to. Now, most of us are familiar with this event in uh, hip hop culture history. It's the famous one, obviously, where the East Coast, West Coast beef uh, was ignited and Suge Knight said his piece and Snoop said his piece. And there was a lot of booing and a lot of back and forth in the crowd and Outkast got booed winning Best New Artists and uh, Andre 3000 said, you know, the South has something to say about it. It was just a tension-filled evening that goes down in hip-hop lore. For someone like me who was in the room, I was 18, a few weeks away from attending freshman year at the University of Michigan. So it was, you know, summer break. My two friends and I decided to go. And you know, I, I had been to many hip hop shows up to that point in life, and a common theme amongst them were was always, "God, this is so poorly organized and produced." The show, in, in most times, in, in respect to what happens before the actual show you bought a ticket for begins, as as in. No music playing, nobody talking to the crowd to let us know what's going on. You know, hip hip hop artists are notoriously known for being late or just not coming on stage when they're supposed to, just starting whenever the hell they want to. Um, So there are many times where I'm like, I should fucking produce hip hop shows. (laughs) Like, this is just a joke. Anyway, the Source Awards. It was their first time going mainstream with this. The first Source Awards was uh, the year before in 94. That was not televised, and there were a lot of issues with that show as well. Um, This one was on a bigger stage, literally and figuratively. It was broadcast on TV. It was their first, you know, it was maybe hip-hop's first, you know, hip-hop award show. We are now big time. You know, 95 is when hip-hop really was exploding the year before you. The year and two years before, you had Midnight Marauders and 36 Chambers and Illmatic and... um, uh, the infamous and ready to die. And, you know, bad boy was taking over the radio. So hip hop was really growing up and coming into their own. And they thought the source as the hip hop Bible, as it was known, we're going to put on this show. So while it's hard to put myself fully back into that room 25 years ago, I certainly do remember it being one of those shows that I just spoke of where no one was in charge. Like there was nothing going on the stage. If the show is called for eight o'clock, let's call it, it was nine o'clock and not not one person came on stage, not one note of music or DJ was dropped. It was just people sitting around, waiting, looking at each other, drinking, saying, what the fuck's going on here? And, And the restlessness starts to build. I vividly remember this part of it. And when that happens in a room like this small, it just is, it's, it's tangible. So, and I, and I'd experienced this before at other venues and other places. And it was just like, this is just doesn't feel good. When is this shit going to start? Everyone's just getting frustrated and you just, you feel it, you feel it. 
at some point, the show starts. And we mostly know what happens then, right? The tensions that were already floating in the room and floating in the hip-hop world media-wise in the months leading up to it. Tupac was in jail at this point. He had given an interview a couple months prior that uh, he thought Biggie and Puff were responsible for his shooting. So, the, the, you know, the East-West thing had... It hadn't yet come to a head, but it was all under the surface, just waiting there to the point that Death Row and Bad Boy each brought 50 to 100 people to the show with them. Like they were in the motherfucking house, as we like to say. And as the show went on and these things started to happen, the tension that was already there prior and already there for the first two hours before anyone got on stage had become a boil. And I don't recall exactly when we left, my two friends and I, but it certainly not only had to do with my party at Ferrari's, but something to do with what the hell is going on in here. This does not feel good. So we left. And I remember, and this is a joke I still use with a couple of my friends to this day. In the car on the way to this party, I said to my two friends, I said, you know, it's impossible for anyone who was not there to understand. Like we can't explain how the show was, right? So my like, guys, people at this party are going to ask us, how are the source awards? And all you're going to say is it was fat. It was fat. Fat being, you know, P-H-A-T, one of the words for cool, dope, fresh, whatever. Uh, we're just going to say it was fat. It was fat. That's it. <laughs> because to, to go any into any further detail just was not possible. And still to this day, some of my friends and I, when it's like, if you ask me about something that I don't want to talk about, I'll just be like, yeah, fat, fat. Uh, anyhow, this night, this moment, three things stand out. I mean, there are many things and you should go and watch it. It is on YouTube in its entirety, sort of. It's a you know grainy video with no commercials or whatever, but you can watch a full 90 minutes from this show. So three things that I, I take away from this, right? One is the obvious, the igniting of the East-West feud, right? Suge Knight says his piece, Snoop says his piece, there's booing, everyone in the crowd hates everyone who's not from New York. And this then escalates to the media, Vibe magazine and so on, featuring this story for the next six months. And then it leads ultimately to, you know, the horror show of Biggie and Tupac. Number two, the show itself. Looking back, the star power that was in that room is insane. Like between the performances that night and the award winners, you had Biggie, Puffy, Dre, Snoop, Mary J, Run DMC, Ice Cube, Jermaine Dupree, Bone Thugs, Outkast, and of course, the Wu-Tang. And like you just take all the craziness aside from that evening, this was just an event. And 25 years later, look what hip hop has become. And that leads me to number three. We talked about before how like this was their first hip hop's first like big mainstream event like this. And you know, if you look at the life cycle of of hip hop music and culture, it's a, it's a paradigm that is about the same age as I am, right? Probably a little a little older. But in 1995, like the culture was essentially like me, a college age age kid, right? Somewhere between adolescence and adulthood, coming on strong, thinking they could do anything and take on the world. But you know how you were in college. You thought you could do anything. Nobody could tell you shit. 
But reality, adulthood, i.e. grief of Biggie and Pac, a prime example of what was to come, was right around the corner. You know, it's a very common path of like growing up and coming into your own, whether that happens to you in high school, in college, in your mid-20s. But it happens to most people, right? You need these moments where you're like, all right, I'm ready. Eh, maybe I'm not ready. Maybe I need to experience a little bit more, a little bit more emotion, a little bit more life before I'm really ready. Fast forward 25 years, and you know many of those star players from that evening have, have shaped our culture and are even Fortune 500 brands when you look at what Puffy's done and what Jay-Z has done and what Dr. Dre and you know who else. I mean, it's just an ultimate rags to riches story, and the 1995 Source Awards can be pointed to as just a major inflection point in the story of hip-hop. So 25 years later, here we are, and I don't really remember uh, how that night at Ferrari's was, but uh, I recommend if you're a hip-hop fan, going back and watching the show. You know, we see, we all seen the same, the same clips, but to see it, it's an entirety, see the outfits, see the basketball players that are on stage, I just, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good show. It's a funny show, obviously. ODB, when Wu-Tang, uh, when Wu-Tang presents an award doing crazy ODB shit, Flavor Flav doing Flavor Flav shit. I mean, it is just, uh, it's a classic. It's a classic 90 minutes and uh, a moment in time. Hope you enjoyed this, uh, this little trip down memory lane. Peace, yo.